0: الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاه والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم واما من خاف مقام ربه ونها نفسه عن الهوى فان الجنته هي المأوى قال النَّبِيُّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ أَلْمُجَاهِدُ مَنْ جَاهَدَ نَفْسَهُ فِي طَاعَةِ اللَّهِ أَوْ كَمَا قَالَ النَّبِيُّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ Most respected all of my kiram, brothers and elders. One of the very great luminaries, great scholars, and great awliya of the recent past, well, over 100 years ago, was Hazrat Mawlana Rashid Ahmad Gangoyi, r.a. So once his sheikh, Hazrat Haji Imdadullah sahab, Muhajir Mekki, r.a. He wrote to him that for some time now I haven't heard from you, you haven't Given any detail about your conditions about what is the position with how you are progressing, so this is something which he was doing, but at that particular time, some time it passed, this didn't happen. but the lesson in this is that just some cursory contact is not sufficient for one's islah and reformation with whoever one's seniors are that there is no correspondence of any sort there is no relating of what one's conditions are there is no taking of personal advice so the general advice has general benefit but the personal advice has personal benefit and this is what helps a person step for step to move forward in the line of Deen the line of his personal rectification so this was the aspect that Hadith sahab rahmatullah wrote to him that for some time I haven't heard from you what are the issues that are going on so any case in reply to this he wrote back and what he wrote was firstly that really what can I write What can I say about what my conditions are? What conditions do I have? In any case, thereafter he says, with the fuzzle of Allah Ta'ala and with your barqad, there are three things presently that I perceive to be, Alhamdulillah, achieved with your du'as, your guidance. And obviously the fuzzle of Allah Ta'ala is the primary thing. These three things that he wrote in there are the things which every line of it is worth writing in gold The first thing he wrote was that nafa zarar se nahi nafa zarar regarding any benefit or any harm alhamdulillah i don't have any or pay any attention in this regard to any of the ghayrullah. In this regard my attention is towards Allah alone. That any benefit will come to me will only come to me from Allah Ta'ala. And any harm will come to me will only come to me from Allah Ta'ala. Nobody can benefit me in any way. Nobody can harm me in any way except to the extent Allah Ta'ala decrees it for me. Now this is the condition that comes when a person is very deeply rooted in Tawheed. That he is very, very deeply rooted in this fundamental aspect of Iman, Tawheed. Everything is from Allah. Ta'ala. Abdullah bin Abbas he still a young boy, he's is a child, and Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is riding on a Conveyance, and Abdullah bin Abbas is with him on the same conveyance. And Nabi Islam is teaching him the same tawheed, and the same aspect that everything, your attention be to Allah Ta'ala alone. So he's teaching him, that, oh my little boy, that you always be obedient to Allah Ta'ala, that you'll find Allah Ta'ala with you, Allah Ta'ala's help is with you and when you want anything you ask Allah Taala alone wa wa idha sa'alta fas'alillah you want any help you ask Allah Taala alone wa idha sta'anta fasta'in billah then the peace be says to him that wa alam annal ummah law jitama'at ala ayyan fa'uka bishay' lam yanfa'uka illa bishay'in qad katabahu Allah lak the entire mankind can get together and if they try to benefit you in some way they can only benefit you to the extent Allah Taala has decreed Entire mankind gets together to harm you in some way, they cannot harm you except to the extent Allah Ta'ala permits. So Nabi Salaam is teaching him this tawheed. But this is the first aspect that he writes Alhamdulillah, in regard to this benefit and harm in any manner, my attention is towards Allah Ta'ala alone. Then the second thing he writes is that. Madah wa zam barabar ho gaya. Madah wa zam. Meaning praises from people or criticism. Both has become the same. In other words, neither does any praise have any effect, nor does anybody's criticism have any effect. If somebody praises us, what becomes our condition? As I say that, this is the quickest way of blowing somebody up. You praise him. But now people praise us, so we get blown. But then when something is blown, there is only wind inside. All you need is one little needle, one pin. So one small criticism comes thereafter, the whole hot air balloon comes crashing down. Then a person is suddenly out of control. So here he saying that anybody's praise also has no effect. Alhamdulillah, it doesn't have any effect and neither does anybody's criticism. Why? This only comes when a person is all the time concerned about whether Allah Ta'ala is happy. If Allah Ta'ala is happy, then I don't. it doesn't matter to me whether anybody else is displeased. And if Allah Ta'ala is displeased, then the whole world's happiness can't make any difference. It won't help me in any way. So somebody whose attention is in this regard only to Allah Ta'ala, is my rub happy with me? Hazrat Muawiyah radi Allahu on one occasion he wrote to Hazrat Aisha radi Allahu ta'ala to ask for some advice so Aisha nana wrote back some lines of advice to him and what she wrote was after a few introductory lines man talaba ridallahi بسخة nas كفاه الله maunatun nas First, she wrote, Man Talaba ridan Nasi Bi Sakhatillah. That the person who will seek the pleasure of people. Rather, the other way around. First, she said, That the one who will seek the pleasure of Allah ta'ala. But now, in trying to seek the pleasure of Allah ta'ala, sometimes a person will incur the wrath of people. And this happens daily. It happens sometimes every hour. And sometimes, many times every hour, maybe sometimes lesser. But in some people's conditions, every now and again, it becomes a situation. A person is doing something, and he is now concerned: Am I doing it the way Allah Taala will be pleased? So, as a result, what happens? People become displeased with him. One person decided that now no more am I going to be involved in any interest transactions. This is haram. This is totally forbidden. So now he was one of the main parties in business and decided no more. This is out now. When he decided no more, he suddenly had a war on his hands. Is something wrong with you? In this time and age, you think we're we'll be able to carry on doing business like this? So the whole mindset was different as a result when he decided to take the right route to please Allah Ta'ala now he's incurring the wrath of people around him. So, Hazrat Aisha is writing to him that a person who will seek the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala, and as a result, sometimes he has to incur the wrath of people. Uh, he wants to conduct the wedding of his son or daughter in the way that Nabi Islam has taught. إِنَّ عَذَمَ nikai barakatan أَيْسَرَهُ mauna, أو كَمَا قَالَ النَّبِيُّ صَلَّى اللَّهِ وَسَلَّمَ the nikah wherein the greatest barakat lies. On occasion of nikah, who doesn't want barakat? And Nabi Islam is giving the prescription of that barakat. That, that nikah wherein the greatest barakat lies, is that nikah wherein the least expenses were incurred. So now somebody wants to do it the right way. So when he wants to do it the right way, suddenly everybody is upset with him. He says, there has to be some differentiation between a funeral house and a wedding house. Your house is even even more than a beyond a funeral house also. So Aisha writes to him that the person who will in please Allah Ta'ala in the process incur the wrath of people. Kafahu Allah ta'ala will suffice on his half in terms of the people. Allah Ta'ala will take care of them. But Dunya is a place of terror. It won't happen at the press of button. Unfortunately, we are living in the microwave age. So we expect everything to happen at the press of a button. It must go in and in one minute's time it must be out, ready done. So Islam must also get made at the press of a button. Everything must happen at the press of a button, it doesn't happen like that. Dunya is a place of tests. So sometimes, not necessarily, Allah grant one and all afiat in every condition, Allah save us from every test and trial and tribulation. But sometimes this challenge may come. That a person is doing the right thing, as a result he's incurring the wrath of people. So Aisha says, Allah will take care of people. How? There will be that day when some of them would realize their folly. They will come and beg his forgiveness. They will tell him what you were doing was right. What we were saying was wrong. And this is not just something hypothetically said. This has happened over and over and over again in people's lives. That when they didn't steadfast. They turned to Allah Ta'ala, the challenge did come, it was a trying time, but they remained firm, that we will please Allah Ta'ala. Yes, they took the advice of how to go about it, what's the best way, the most wise way of going about it, but to do what is going to please Allah Ta'ala. And as a result, the day came when those who were regarding them as mad people, saying you are insane. In this 20th century, you want to run your business in this manner? Can it work? The day came when they said yes, it can work. Now we realized it. And then she says, Talaba ridan nasi bi But then sometimes the opposite happens. A person wants to make everybody happy. But that is something that will never ever happen. That famous old story about this father and son uh, both were riding on that donkey and going they passed through one town. The people said, look at these Zalims. Two people on one animal. So now, both got a shock now. The people are all regarding us as Zalims. Whereas if that animal is strong enough to carry two people, it's fine. If it is not strong enough for that, then that's wrong. In any case, both got off. So now both got off. So now they pass by the second village. So now as they pass by, people are seeing this two people walking along, one donkey. look at these two fools. First they were zalims, now both became fools. There's an animal there, and nobody's riding it. So the son, the father told the son, you ride it. It It's okay now, at least one person is on the animal. So they came through the third village. And they came through the third village, the people said, look at this zalim son. Let's make his father walk, and he's riding. So now they said, okay, let's turn it down. So they put the father on the, okay, and the son started walking. When they came to the fourth village, they said, look at the zalim father. The poor child is making him walk, and he's riding. So now they realize what to do, so they finally, both of them, carried the donkey and of walking. <laughs> but this becomes the end result of the person who tries to keep pleasing people without worrying about what is going to be earning the pleasure of Allah. Ta'ala. So then in the end, he truly makes a fool of himself. So nasi Aisha r.a. that The one who will seek the pleasure of people. But in the process, he's incurring the wrath of Allah ta'ala. Allah ta'ala will hand him over to the people. Hand him over to the people, now he is bewildered. Who does he please and who does he listen to? And Because everybody has a different way that they want to be pleased. Somebody wants it this way, somebody wants it another way. So you can please one Allah Ta'ala, but you can't please all the people. When you try to please one person, the next person is displeased. One person decided to have a star-studded five-star wedding or ten-star wedding, and he invited everybody. And then the, as the nikah finished and everything was over, now he remembered one very close person he forgot. Now that took all that enjoyment out of it, because now how is he going to face this person? He invited the whole town and the whole world, and he missed one of the very close friends of his. And now all that thrill and enjoyment, everything died off in one moment now because of this embarrassment. So now the whole thing was done to please everybody, but he didn't consider the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala. As a result, his pleasure went away too. Now that whole thing wiped out. it. All that thrill that he had out of it evaporated in one second. Just this thought now, I forgot this person of everybody, I want to face him now. Because Aisha r.a. is giving this advice that you be concerned about pleasing Allah all the time. When a person is worried about pleasing Allah all the time, then this becomes his condition. People's praises also don't make any difference to him. He will regard that praise as a na'mat in the sense that Ya Allah, you put good thoughts in the minds and hearts of people. You covered my faults and sins. Ya Allah, this is your na'mat. That you covered my weaknesses. Had you not uh, put your veil of Sattari over me, I would have been disgraced in front of everyone. Who would have praised me? They would have come and spat on me and regarded that also as an insult, that they they disgraced their sputum upon me. So this is the thing that a person be all the time concerned about, pleasing Allah. And then the third thing he wrote there was, Alhamdulillah, shari'at tabi'at ban alhamdulillah with the fazl of Allah the shari'at has become my first nature shari'at has become my tabi'at when a person is hungry nobody has to give him any targheeb and any encouragement and exhort him to now you see you are hungry what you should be doing you should go and eat something nobody has to tell him anything like that is thirsty, nobody has to give him a long bayan about, you see when you're thirsty you should go and drink some water. When he's hungry, he himself goes looking for the food. When he's thirsty he is looking for the water. That is why Mawlana Rum Rahmatullah in one couplet of his, he says Ab kamjo tishna awar badast joshad In Farsi, in Persian, he says, don't worry too much about finding water. Don't worry too much about finding water. What you do is create thirst. Create thirst. When you will create thirst, the water will gush out from everywhere. You worry about creating thirst. So this is the thing to create the talab, to create the thirst. So now the person has this talab. Now the talab for... Food, for drink, this is natural. Time comes when he's hungry, nobody has to tell him anything. He is looking for it. Likewise, he says, alhamdulillah, shariat has become tabiat. How? That if it is time for salah, if it is fajr time, like a hungry person goes looking for food, he can't remain, he's hungry, he can't remain sitting in one place. If it is time for salah, he cannot remain where he is. He'll be automatically moving towards salah. If it is time for any other ibadat, that becomes his tabiat. It is now his first nature. He just naturally goes towards it. Like a person going towards food and drink when he's thirsty and hungry. So when does this become a person's condition? When he keeps annihilating that nafs. To the extent that he annihilates that nafs, keeps... uh, Denying that nafs, whatever it's demanding. The demands of the nafs, it keeps de- he keeps denying it. Keeps depriving it. And he brings his nafs under complete control. Then this becomes a situation where nobody's praise will have any effect. And nobody's criticism has any effect. He's worried about Allah is happy or not. And then when this nafs has been totally suppressed... Then Shariat becomes his nature. Otherwise, his nafs becomes a barrier in so many different ways. Hazrat Abu Bakr, radiallahu ta'ala an, when he was now towards the last days of his life, and he is appointing Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala an, as his successor. So he gave him a wasiyat, some advice. First advice he gave him. Now, who is giving who the advice? Sayyidina Abu Bakr r.a. is giving the advice to Umar ibn Khattab r.a. That personality regarding whom Rasulullah s.a.w. said, لو كان nabiyan نبيا لكان Had there been a Nabi after me, Umar an." What he's saying to him? That the first thing I'm warning you about is the nafs within you. The first thing I'm warning you about, who is saying it to who? Hazrat Abu Bakr is saying it to a person like Hazrat Umar <laughs> The first thing I am warning you about is the nafs within yourself. And then Hazrat Umar <laughs> how he handles this Hazrat Anas <laughs> says on one occasion I was walking with him with Hazrat Umar then he went away to one garden. I stayed outside. He went away inside but I just carried on walking a bit. So suddenly, I heard him speaking from inside. Now I'm on the other side, and I'm overhearing this. He's not aware that I'm overhearing this, what he's talking to himself. And he's saying to himself, Umar ibn al-Khattab, Amirul al He has been appointed Amirul al-Mu'mineen. So he's talking to himself. He's saying, Umar ibn al-Khattab, o Umar, Amir al-Mu'mineen, Bakhin, Wah, Wah. Now, he's addressing himself. Then, as if now it seems to us that maybe he got carried away with this, then he's addressing himself, Yabna al Khattab, لَتَتَّقِيَنَّ اللَّهُ أَوْلَا يُعَذِبَنَّكُ O son of Khattab, you better fear Allah, ta'ala, otherwise he's going to punish you. Who's talking to himself? Umar ibn Khattab, Regarding whom Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, that if there was to be a Nabi after me, it would be him. And this is his concern that this nafs mustn't come in the way so he is now just chastising himself he wasn't trying to he wasn't in some kind of deception so these personalities of this caliber and they're concerned about this nafs this is the lesson for us to what extent we should be concerned about it and how does this nafs come under control it comes under control through mujahada otherwise this nafs Hassan Basir says that the wildest horse the wildest horse the type of reins that are required to rein that wildest horse in. What kind of reins that would be? How strong it must be? A stronger rain is required to rein the nafs in. The wildest horse, what kind of rain would be required to rein that horse in? That would be something that has to be very very strong says the stronger reins are required to rein this wild horse of the nafs in. Otherwise, one is the nafs of shahwania, The nafs, that part of the nafs which incites towards lust. If this doesn't come under control, a person becomes wild. And then, there's no barrier. All the inhibitions break down one after the other, as this becomes, the person becomes more and more wild in this regard, more and more loose, more and more shameless, all the inhibitions break down. And then we'll hear those kind of things, which how many times these things have been mentioned, and just keeps coming up, the wife will be complaining, my husband is sitting next to me and watching filth on the phone. He's watching porn next to me on the same bed what depth can a person get to? As a result, the ulama, when they discuss this, they actually bring it to this point after mentioning it, that when a person doesn't bring this under control, فَهُوَ بِالْحَيَوَانِ minhu bil insan, That he resembles an animal more than he resembles a human being in this condition. An animal also has some inhibition somewhere. But this insan then loses everything. As a result, Allah Taala says, "In whom illa kal an'am, balhum adal." That they become like animals, rather they become worse than animals. So this is the one serious thing, and this comes after a person has made that mujahada and the guidance, and taken that strain upon himself. Then this will become something that he'll be able to get control over. Otherwise, it'll just wash him away and then is that nafs nafsir ghadabiyya that aspect of anger within a person when this is now left uncontrolled then this will give rise to a whole lot of spiritual ailments the aspect of malice will come out of this anger jealousy will come from this anger be this anger will make him jealous that why did somebody else get something I didn't get it this will create that malice. This will create that want for revenge. And so many other things will come out of the same anger when this anger hasn't been suppressed. Then a person will blurt anything. He'll break anybody's feelings in any way. doesn't matter to him. So all this comes down towards crushing this nafs. So the first step to crushing this nafs is the mujahada. And the mujahada, the first step of the mujahada is the mujahada of the farahs. Those things that Allah Ta'ala has made compulsory. And therefore you find that this is in so many, for example, salah, that's the first farz. So that salah is also spread over. You wake up fajr time also. and summer, no matter how early it is, you wake up that time. And you wait isha' time till you perform your isha'. Though you're tired, you want to go to sleep. In the middle of your day, stop your business and come for salah also. So this is a mujahada. When a person will make this mujahada, now he has to leave his bed. He has to wait to go back to bed also. He has to leave his occupation and his business and everything and go to the masjid repeatedly. Now this is one level of mujahada. But now this is making him learn mujahada against his nafs in terms of time. And this time is not mine. Allah Ta'ala has asked for a certain thing to be done in a certain time. Everything must stop. That must come first. Mujahada of his needs. He wants to earn something now. Not now. It's Zohar time now. Perform your Salah first. Mujahada in terms of his rest. He wants to sleep. You can't sleep now. You wait for your Isha. You can't sleep now. Wake up. Go for Fajr. Come time of Zakat, Mujahada in terms of that miserliness within a insan that he doesn't want to spend in the path of Allah Ta'ala. So now you give this 2.5%. But when he will do this and he will become well grounded in this this will then develop the ability of mujahada beyond this now the road to the nawafil will open out and beyond the zakat there are other hukuk and rights of people also now he will spend his wealth not in futile things that excess wealth he'll spend on those who are needy, the servants of Allah ta'ala, and the cause of deen but he'll start off on that compulsory level and then he will make mujahada on that as well. So then the next mujahada comes. That the mujahada to now pass this on to others also. The first mujahada comes learning it, then practicing it, learning deen, practicing deen, then passing deen on to others. What it takes in that regard is ready for that. And when a person keeps doing this, and the mujahada to stay away from those things Allah Ta'ala has forbidden, whatever he takes. If his heart breaks, he'll let it break. And this is such a heart which is worthy of envy. As one poet says, in Urdu, The heart, in Urdu and in even Arabic poetry, the heart is uh, described as a mirror. Murrah is very sensitive. Just mishandle it a little bit, it will break. Very delicate. The heart is also very delicate. One word also can shatter that heart. Somebody's one word also can shatter that heart. It's so delicate. And that mirror reflects everything. The heart also just captures everything and reflects everything. So in any case, the poets, (laughs) they use the description of a mirror for the heart. So the poet is saying, don't try to save this heart from breaking. Don't try to save this mirror from breaking. We have broken it many times but for dunya only. He's talking about for Allah Ta'ala. Don't try to save this mirror from breaking for the sake of Allah Ta'ala. A person is tempted towards a haram. And especially if he was previously involved in that haram. And then he made toba from it. Now shaitan will keep coming and dangling the same thing in front. Because he already got caught up in it once so he got some kind of taste of it so to say so shaitan will keep dangling the same thing in front so now on the one side he's pulling, I don't want to do this and shaitan is tugging on the other side so all this tug of war is happening in the heart shaitan is pulling and he's pulling as a result his heart breaks because now he doesn't want to do it shaitan is pulling so this heart breaks if he doesn't give in if he gives in he goes away with it nothing breaks but then he gets destroyed so when this heart breaks, so this is that breaking of the heart that the poet is talking about. For the sake of Allah Ta'ala. That Don't try to save this heart from breaking because when this breaks, then this becomes most beloved in the sight of its maker. Normally a person makes something and if it breaks, he just throws it, throw it away. Waste of time now. No use now. It's broken. So other things in dunya, everything breaks, it becomes worthless. And the person who made it also, he throws it away. It's worthless now. But this heart, when it breaks, for Allah Ta'ala's sake, and now it's shattered in so many pieces, it becomes more beloved in the sight of the maker. This heart is worthy of being envied. But then Allah Ta'ala mends that heart with the cement of his love. And then this person gets the sweetness of Iman. An Nazirusmoom, Nabi wasallam says that Allah ta'ala says, Hadithakudsi, that this lustful glance is a poisonous arrow of Shaitan. The person who will refrain from it out of my fear. imanan yajidu And I will give him such iman in return, he will taste its sweetness in his heart. Now, because his heart will break at that time, the sweetness and halawat of iman will be the semen that will join it again. And the whole world can't buy that what Allah will bless him with. So what this comes back to, the same issue of suppressing this nafs, annihilating this nafs. And this is not something that can happen easily without guidance. As we started or right at the beginning, that Hadithah Hadi rahmatullahi wrote to him, that long time I haven't heard from you. So this is that process, that a person will then relate his issues, take advice, take personal guidance, and then step for step move forward, that is the way that you will overcome these plots of nafs and shaitan. Otherwise, sometimes shaitan and nafs deceives a person in such a way that he feels everything is fine, I'm fine, and whereas he is falling deeper and deeper into the problem. So, the lesson was that, number one, this aspect of tawhid, to ground ourselves in this tawhid, to develop this iman, and this in this belief in the oneness of Allah Ta'ala, which makes a person turn his entire attention to Allah Ta'ala alone. And then to become concerned in every respect, that is Allah Ta'ala pleased with us or not. When this becomes a person's concern, then now he's not concerned about anybody's praise or anybody's criticism also. And to keep crushing this nafs, then the Shariat will become our tabiat. Then the Shariat will become natural to us. May Allah wa ta'ala give me and all of us a tawfeeq. All the work of deen that takes place is for the same purpose. Whether it is the work of da'wat and Tabliq, it's for the same purpose, to develop this iman and to bring alive all these qualities within us. The istima that will take place inshallah in a month's time in Stanga for the same purpose. So this too we should become part of, attend the istima for not just being there for some hearing, just to be present, but to enliven our hearts, move forward in this. The work of Islam and Tasawwuf for the same purpose, to bring alive the same thing in our hearts. Ta'lim and Tadris, learning and teaching of deen, everything all for the same purpose, that how we can become the true servants of Allah, Tabarak wa ta'ala. Allah ta'ala gives us tawfeeq. Wa amana Guru Laha <clears throat> <clears throat> In gu- uh, اللَّهُ مُحَمَّدُ الرَّسُولُ اللَّهُ صَلَّى اللَّهُ تَبَارَكَ وَتَعَالَى عَلَيْهِ Wa آلِهِ وَأَصْحَابِهِ Wa وَبَارَكَ وَسَلَّمَ تَسْلِيمًا كَثِيرًا كَثِيرًا يَا Wa Ba Alaihi, Wa أَبَدًا عَلَى حَبِيبِكَ خَيْرِ الْخَلْقِ كُلِّهِمْ اللَّهُ Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam bima huwa anu. La ilaha illallah, la ilaha illallah.
1: Allah Na ina ha illa Allah. ha Allah. ha Allah. ha Allah. ha Allah. ha Allah. La ilaha illallah la illallah la illallah la illallah Na ilaha illallah Na ilaha illallah La ilaha illallah, la illallah, la illallah, la illallah, la illallah, La ilaha illallah la الله rasulullah
0: sallallahu tabarak wa ta'ala alayhi wa sallam Allah, Allah,
1: جل جلاله Allah, 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 Allah,
0: के الله اللہ کیسا پیارا نام ہے عاشقوں کا مینہ دم نبود راز را غیر خدا محرم نبود آہ راجز آسمہم دم نبود راز را غیر خدا محرم نبود Ilahi bandaara ruswamakun kun ghar badam man sir ilahi bandaara ruswaam kun ghar badam man sir man pedaam dil se rukhsat ho gayin ab to aa ab to ho हर तमन्ना दिल से रुखसत हो गई अब तो अब तो हो mita de apni hasti ko basti ko basti basti kehta ja
1: allah 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 Allah, <speaking in foreign language> La ilaha illallah Muhammadun Rasulullah Sallallahu
0: tabarak wa ta'ala Alayhi wa sallam Allahumma laka alhamdu kulluhu Wala ka shukru kulluhu Allahumma laa nuhsithana an alayk Antaka ma athnitha ala nafsik Jazallahu anna nabiyyana muhammadan Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Bima huwa ahluh رَبَّنَا غَلَمْنَا أَنْفُسَنَا وَإِنْ لَمْ تغفر لَنَا وَتَرْحَمْنَا لَنَكُونَنَّ مِنَ الْخَاسِرِينَ رَبِّ اغفر وَارْحَمْ وَاعْفُ وَتَكَرَّمْ وَتَجَاوَزْ عَمَّا تَعْلَمْ إِنَّكَ أَنْتَ الْأَعَزُّ الْأَكْرَمْ اللهم ثبتنا على الإيمان وأمتنا على الإيمان واحشرنا يوم القيامة مع الإيمان ربنا لنا من أزواجنا وذرياتنا قرة أعين وجعلنا للمتقين إماما ربنا فاغفر لنا ذنوبنا وكفر عنا سيئاتنا وتوفنا مع الأبرار ربنا وآتنا ما وعدتنا على رسلك ولا تخزنا يوم القيامة Inna ka la tukliful mi'ad illahul alameen ya Allah, O most merciful, most kind, most gracious, most loving Allah. Ilahul alameen ya Allah, forgive us ya Allah. Ya Allah, indeed we are your most sinful servants ya Allah. Ya Allah, we acknowledging all the sins we have committed ya Allah. Ya Allah, there is nothing we can hide from you ya Allah. Ya Allah, you know whatever we have done ya Allah. Ya Allah, you know what our hands have touched ya Allah. You know what our feet have walked towards ya Allah. Ya Allah, you know where our eyes have looked ya Allah. Ya Allah, you know what our ears have listened to ya Allah. Ya Allah, you know what even our hearts have thought ya Ya yeah, Allah. We cannot hide anything from you, Ya yeah, Allah. Ya yeah, Allah, but we are totally dependent on your mercy, Ya Allah. Allah, this great ingratitude that we did, Ya yeah, Allah. That every Na'mat of yours, Ya Allah, Allah. we used against your commands, Ya yeah, Allah. We used it to break your commands, Ya yeah, Allah. Ilahul yeah, Ya Allah, you forgive us, Ya Allah. Allah, you forgive all our sins, Ya yeah, Allah. Forgive all media and minor sins, Ya Allah. Allah forgive the sins of our families, Ya yeah, Allah. Forgive the sins of our relatives and friends, Ya Allah. Allah forgive the entire Ummah of Rasulullah. Alayhi sallam. Yeah, Allah. Shawa your mahfira on the allah Bless the Ummat with guidance and hidayati Allah. Allah. all the conditions that are prevailing on the Allah You relieve the Umbat from it, Ya Allah. Ya, this is definitely due to our sins, Ya Allah. Allah, we're acknowledging that this is due to all our ill deeds, Ya Allah. you forgive us, Ya Allah. Remove the difficulties of the Umbat Ya Allah. Allah, give us a tawfiq of those amal that bring down your Rahmat Ya Allah. save us from those Amal that bring down your rotten Azab, Ya Allah. Give us control over this nafs, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, these enemies, we cannot even see them, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, only with your help, Ya Allah. Only with your protection can we be saved, Ya Allah. Ilah, do not leave us to ourselves for so the blink of an eyelid, also, Ya Allah. Allah, humma waqiya, tan waleed. Allah, humma waqiya, tan kawaqiya, waleed. Allah, humma waqiya, tan waleed. Ilahul Alamin, look after us like the little babies looked after, Ya Allah. Ilah, don't leave us to ourselves for so the blink of an eyelid, Ya Allah. You protect us from every haram ya yeah allah allah protect us from all the fitna and fasad ya yeah allah ilahul protect our families ya yeah allah ya yeah allah protect our friends and relatives ya allah protect the entire ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam keep us on ya yeah allah allah save us from all the isms ya allah ilahul keep us on haq ya yeah allah ilahul save gew- us from every batil ya yeah allah ilahul yeah ya yeah allah ya yeah yeah allah you give us a tawfiq of performing our five times salah with jamaah ya allah allah grant us khushu and khudu in our salah ya allah Enable us to make the of the Quran Sharif daily, Ya Allah. Enable us to make your zikr daily, Ya Allah. Save us from every sin, Ya Allah. Save us from the sins of the eyes, Ya Allah. Save us from the sins of the tongue and ears, Ya Allah. Save us from the sins of the hands and feet, Ya Allah. Save us from the sins of the heart, Ya Allah. You purify our hearts, Ya Allah. Purify our hearts, Ya Allah. Purify our hearts, Ya Allah. Every filth of the whole world Be filled in our hearts, Ya Allah. We made our hearts the toilets of the world, Ya Allah. Allahumma inni out this heart ya Allah. Yalla remove all the evil ya Allah. Remove all the dirt ya Allah. Remove all the filth ya Allah. Illahul Aalameen fill it with your love ya Allah. Fill it with the love of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi sallam. Yalla fill it with the love of Deen ya Allah. Fill it with the love of the effort of Deen ya Allah. Illahul Aalameen ya Allah. Yalla make our heart shine ya Allah. Illahul Aalameen ya Allah. Yalla you give us guidance every moment ya Allah. We are totally in need of hidayet ya Allah. Yalla you guide us ya Allah. Yalla you rectify our faults ya Allah. Yalla you remove our misdeeds. Ya Allah. ya Allah All those who have passed away Fill their graves with noor Ya Allah Make their complete Maghfirat Ya Allah. Allah Give them the high stages In the akhirat Ya Allah At the time of our death Take us with the kalima La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah Allah, Take us on iman-e-kamil Ya Allah Take us on Tawbat and nasuh Ya Allah Ya Allah Take us at a time That you are pleased with us And we are pleased with you Ya Allah, Allah Make our graves gardens Of jannah for us Ya Allah Illahul Alamin, Grant us the shafaat Of Rasulullah Sallallahu alaihi wa sallam Ya Allah Grant us for firdaus Without any yaknegi Allah ilahul alamin all those are sick give them shifa kamila ajila mustamirra daima ya Allah remove every trace of the illness ya Allah ilahul alamin ya Allah all those in any kind of difficulties and hardships remove it with ease and afiat ya, ya Allah those who are in financial difficulties give them ease and afiat ya Allah grant eat on halal and tayyib rizq ya Allah Ya Allah, grant Barkat in the risk, Ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, the extremity is to take place, Ya Allah. Make it successful, Ya Allah. Make it a means of Hidayah spreading throughout the world, Ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, Ya Allah. All the work of deen that is taking place, accept it, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, make it a means of your pleasure being earned, Ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, Ya Allah. Let us be all the time concerned about being, Ya Allah, earning your pleasure, Ya Allah. Ilahul alamin. let our attention be towards you at every moment, Ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, Ya Allah. You grant us the best of dunya and the best of akhirat, Ya Allah. Ilahul alamin. all the good that Rasulullah, sallallahu begged for, ya Allah, we're also begging for all that good, ya Allah. Whatever Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sought sort of refuge from, ya Allah, you grant us refuge as well, ya Allah. Allah all those who are present, ya Allah. Allah you're the know of the unseen, ya Allah. ya Allah. you know each person's heart, ya Allah. You know what is a cry in each one's heart, ya Allah. Ya Allah you fulfill each one's needs from the ghaib, ya Allah. Remove each one's sorrows and difficulties and hardships and grief, ya Allah. ya Allah, all the pious aspirations each one has, ya Allah, you fulfill it out of your mercy and grace, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin ya you bless us with the best of dunya and the best of akhirah ya Allah ilahul alamin ya Allah show your mercy upon us ya Allah grant us your pleasure ya Allah grant us your رضا ya Allah ilahul alamin ya save us from your displeasure ya Allah Allahumma inna nas'aluka min khayri ma sa'alaka min hunabiyika wa habibika sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa na'udhu bika min sharri ma sta'adhaka min hunabiyika wa habibika sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam antal musta'an wa alaykal balagh wa la hawla wa la لا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله واصحابه اجمعين والحمد لله